Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. On Yahoo Sports Radio. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We all hail MyCleanPC, and we're going to hail our next guest as well. Vince Lombardi had only one draft as general manager of the Washington Redskins, and our first guest was his very best pick. That's running back Larry Brown. Vince Lombardi found him in the eighth round of the 1969 draft out of Kansas State. And Larry Brown went on to become an NFL rushing champion and league MVP. He became the first runner in franchise history to rush for 1,000 yards in a season. He went to four Pro Bowls in his eight-year career. And in 2012, was voted one of the 80 greatest Redskins of all time. Larry Brown, you're on with Clark, Rick, and Ron. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, Larry, you, you spent your life as a football player from high school to junior college at Kansas State with a hearing impairment. How did Vince Lombardi discover you were deaf in one ear that first summer in Carlisle? One day while watching a game film in slow motion, he noticed that I was moving with the snap of the football, and he inquired about it. I told him I was having trouble recognizing the various defensive alignments. That satisfied his curiosity for about two days. While sitting near my locker at RFK Stadium one day, I noticed two men approaching me with long white coats. I was thinking St. Elizabeth, which was a mental institution here in Washington, (laughs) and what I could have done to deserve this kind of treatment. But shortly thereafter, I realized that they were there to give me a hearing examination, which confirmed that I was completely deaf in one ear. Then Vince Lombardi got uh, permission from the commissioner, Pete Roselle, to install a hearing aid in my helmet. Once that was done, he told me to put it on and go to the other side of the room. And then he said, Larry, can you hear me? And I responded, Coach, I've never had a problem hearing you. Well, as you know, uh, Larry, Lombardi wasn't much of a fan of young players. You know, he won with veterans in Green Bay, and he had a veteran team uh, in Washington when he got there. Uh, and when you arrived in 1969, uh, yet you won, you wound up starting as a rookie. When did you realize that you had won Lombardi over and that he was going to make a rookie exception? Well, we were butting heads a lot early on because he was making practices very difficult for me. And then one day, One day he walked up to me and said, you can call me anything you want to, but don't let me hear you. Of course, that made my day. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't need a hearing aid. (laughs) 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 We're speaking with former Washington running back Larry Brown on the Talk of Fame Network. And and Larry, you mentioned Lombardi. You, You played for two Hall of Fame coaches in your first three seasons, Lombardi and George Allen, of course. I'm wondering, how were these two alike or or different in their coaching styles? I guess what I'm asking is, could you contrast them for us? Right. Well, Vince Lombardi had the incredible ability to teach and motivate uh, his players to achieve excellence on and off the field. He was passionate uh, about his family, sports, particularly football, and religion, and not necessarily in that order. He conducted punishing training camps and demanded complete dedication and effort from his players. He treated us like men until we proved that we needed to be treated differently. His game plan was based on simplicity, 
execution, and, perf- and perfection. And finally, his management style included fear and intimidation at the highest level. George Allen was extremely fanatical about the details of the game, which made him one of the hardest working coaches in the league at that time. He worked extremely long hours, so we suffered in practice as a result of it. But I am very proud to say that we were one of the best prepared teams in the league on game day. His game plan was a little more complex because he wanted to communicate to everyone their assignment on each play and not leaving much for memory. His management style was based on incentive, recognition for players who played a significant role in our victory. And uh, he was the first coach to recognize the importance of special teams as a component of the game. And finally, George Allen was not confrontational. In fact, in some cases, he appeared to be timid. But if you crossed him, more than likely, you would read in the newspapers that you were traded without any advance notice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Larry, you were the league MVP in 1972 when the Redskins went to their first Super Bowl. Even though Miami took a perfect 16-0 record into that game, your Redskins were favored by a point. How confident were you and your team heading into that game? We were very confident that we could beat any team in the league the first week after winning the NFC Championship game. The second week, I believe, we were mentally exhausted from playing the game over and over in our heads and possibly the pregame activity. However, we still played a very physical and defensive game at the Super Bowl. Now, you weren't the biggest back in the league at the time. You know, I think you are 5'11", about 195. Uh, but you were among certainly the busiest. You ranked in the top five in touches in each of your first five seasons. Uh, do you think at all that that workload uh, took a toll on your body and maybe contributed to the shortness of your overall career? Probably, but the, the average career for a running back is approximately three years. My thinking then was let's get the job done and move on. Also, you know, George Allen didn't like to make many substitutions for fear of guys making mistakes. So giving me the workload was a vote of confidence. Hey, Larry, I mentioned at the top, and we're speaking with Larry Brown, former star running back for the Washington Redskins. I mentioned at the top that you were voted as one of the 80 greatest Redskins, and that was back in 2012. My guess is that most people don't realize that no one, I mean, no one with Washington has worn jersey number 43 since you retired. So I guess the question is, what's the greatest honor of your football career? Is it that or is it something else? Well, I, I being voted one of the 70 greatest Redskins probably um, is, is the best answer there. I thought so much of that uh, that I wrote Dan Snyder a note saying it was a class act on his part. That's how much I thought about that particular uh, recognition. Did you get a reply from him? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you and a lot of other people. <laughs> <laughs> he did not uh, come across as if uh, he, he ignored it. Hey, Larry, speaking of honors, you were a league MVP. You're a rushing champion. You went to the Pro Bowl each your first four seasons. Does it surprise you that your name has never come up for the Hall of Fame? Uh, yes, it does. However, I have no control or voice in that process, so I have let my contribution to the game speak for itself. Hey, Larry, just to let you know, earlier in the show, Rick Goslin made your case for the Hall of Fame. We have a State Your Case segment. 
he argued for you going into the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Rick. Thank you very much. I appreciate your support. Do you think, Larry, do you think, you know, Terrell Davis is now in the same situation, you know, and the, the knock on him as to some degree, I, I would assume back in the day it was on you, was it the brevity of his career? You know, he had four great years, maybe three and a half years, uh, and then the injuries. Do you think that that's somewhat unfair, that this arbitrary idea of how long a guy's career should be should dictate the Hall of Fame to some degree? Well, it seems to me that we, 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 get, we get the years you didn't. We get the we get this year participation, the number of years you played after the fact. After the fact, I thought early on it was based on your contribution to the game. Then afterwards, uh, after you retire and your career is over, you hear something that's different. So uh, sometimes you don't know who or what to believe. Hey, Larry, we got to run, but thanks for the time, and here's a promise. We're going to stay on Goose to keep pushing your Hall of Fame resume. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, thanks Larry. Larry. That was former Washington running back Larry Brown. When we return, Ron's going to tell us why he didn't exactly like the Kansas City draft. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Proactive. For just nineteen ninety five, you can get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. But here's the best news. You get clear and stay clear or your money back. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. We're also brought to you, of course, by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. But that's not all. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, minutes, you can download software to clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more information, go to MyCleanPC.com.